Alright guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. Today the podcast is brought to you by Dragon Mist. Dragon Mist is an all-natural topical spray that gives you immediate relief from razor burns, cuts, bug bites. Works amazing on acne and skin blemishes. I personally use it for combat sports. So any kind of glove rash, gi burn, or wrestling burn that you get sprayed on that, it takes it right away. So if you guys go to www.wickeddragonmist.com, use the promo code MISSSPICE and save 30% off your purchase. We're also brought to you today by Wicked Alternative Body Fashion. Wicked Alternative Body Fashion is Canada's largest selection of body jewelry. They have a loyalty program for discounts and they stock stainless steel, sterling silver, and surgical grade steel. They have three locations, the Bower Mall, the West Edmonton Mall, and the Kingsway Mall in Edmonton. So if you guys go in store or onto their website, which is www.wickedjobbody.com, www.wickedbodyjewelry.ca and use the promo code WICKEDSPICE. You'll save 30% off your discount. And at Wicked Alternative Body Fashion, you can pick up Dragon Mist there and use the promo code MISSSPICE and save 30% off your purchase. We're also brought to you today by Boomba's Socks. Boomba's is an online retailer for premium, high-performance, and athletic leisure socks for the whole family. Boomba socks have been engineered and designed to look and feel better, and most importantly, perform better. Simply put, they're the most comfortable socks you'll ever put on your feet, and you'll feel good about your purchase. For every pair you purchase, Boomba's donates a special pair to those in need that have been engineered for their specific needs. They have donated almost 1 million pairs to date. So if you guys go to www.getboombas.com, forward slash spice you'll save 15 percent off your purchase and these guys are going to donate a pair of socks to a person in need uh, we're also brought to you today by balanced nutrition meal prep made easy so if you guys go on to facebook and either look up balanced nutrition meal prep made easy or lanita wilton and if you guys order 10 meals and you use the promo code spice 10 you'll save 10 percent off your purchase so that's 10 meals or more and uh, use the promo code SPICE10 and you'll save 10% off your purchase. And last but not least, we're brought to you by Audible.com. So if you guys go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice, Audible.com is going to give you a, mo- a one-month free trial, and the Spice of Life podcast is going to give you two free credits for two free ebooks. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com forward slash spice. And we'll get to the podcast now. Welcome to the Spice of Life podcast, featuring Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer, two talented fighters discussing life, fighting, work, family, balance, and everything in between. Tune in weekly for your fill of laughs. Now, here's your hosts, Tanner Wilshaw and Luke Spicer. All right, guys, welcome back to the Spice of Life podcast. I finally tracked this guy down. We've had a couple a couple uh, engagements already that we were supposed to do on the show, but uh, we got the Singapore sensation, Ryan, the real deal Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Singapore sensation. It was, a, it, it was the, the best. King of E-Town beatdowns. That is it. I have a shirt that says that on it still from you, actually. I kept it. Canadian king of combat sports. <laughs> well, I was going to say one of the, the best combat sports athletes that Canada's ever had, but I like the Singapore sensation a little better. It sounds good. Yeah, one of the Canadian king of combat sports, you know. That one's good. I like it that. It don't too. matter. It's the real deal. Nothing but. <laughs> so all over Facebook for the last couple of days, you've had some stuff going on. We'll just jump right into it with the uh, the promoter from Ringstar. Yeah, Scott, the overnight promoter, Patrick O'Farrell. <laughs> so he's he's tried to get you into into some kind of contract where it's a three or a four year contract, and then if you were wanted to leave, you'd have to buy your way out. I don't understand all the ins and outs of it, though. Yeah, neither do I. Um, <laughs> You know, it's just, this guy's this guy's crazy. Um, uh, you know, I went over there 
This is, this is, you know what you want to hear? This is like from the start. This is how it all happened. So I moved to Thailand last year. Um, I went over there. I was training at Phuket Top Team, running the Western Boxing Class. Had a problem there at Western at Phuket Top Team. They never paid me for a month as me training their classes. They wanted me to sign a stupid contract, too. I don't understand this. That limited me to, if I left there and didn't want to train, uh, uh, people at Phuket top team anymore that I couldn't train anywhere else in Southeast Asia for one year. Jesus. So, like what? I'm like, okay, well, I'm not signing this contract, but what's that have to do with my money? And then, you know, if you ask people around, you'll understand uh, the lady who works at Phuket top team there. She's just a little bit crazy. So I just said, Hey, you know what? Take my loss. I left. Yeah. I went over to one of the best gyms that uh, I've ever trained at in the world, um, Tiger Muay Thai. Um, And they treated me very good there. Um, All the guys there, you know, they run it like a professional business over there. And, um, you know, then I signed, uh, as I was at Phuket Top Team, I fought Manus Bumi Jung, the guy who was the Olympic gold medalist when I went out to Thailand. I I stopped him in the fourth round. Mm And then after that, it was hard for me to get fights. I couldn't get fights anywhere. So, uh, you know, I started calling out guys from England, 13 and 0, 13 and this, 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 and this. And nobody wanted to fight me. So I was like, man, I got to come back home where I can get fights, you know. Uh, everybody didn't want to fight me over there. So um, I book our flights and everything coming home. Two weeks before we're going home, I get a call uh, from this promoter, actually another promoter who doesn't like Scott, Alexander King uh, from Singapore and Arvin Juggernaut. uh, He runs Juggernaut Fight Club in Singapore. Mm -hmm. Two Singaporean people that don't like this guy. Um, And they're like, hey, you want to come and fight this guy? This guy's name's Mirage Khan. He was the national uh, Malaysian boxing champion. He fights MMA, this, 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 blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Let's get it. So uh, we come out there. Guess who his trainer and his manager is? I'm going to guess. <laughs> yeah. Patrick O'Farrell. <laughs> he told this guy that he can whoop me, do this, do that, made him do this little video. It's up on Facebook about how he's going to pick me apart, this and this and this. I show up, I make weight, come in the next day, knock him out within a minute with a left hook. RJ said, Daddy, left hook. I threw the left hook, knocked him, fold him like a lawn chair. <laughs> so that's how I got introduced to this guy. Wow. Uh, we moved back home. I get home probably about a month. And this Scott Patrick O'Farrell guy reaches out to me. Ryan, would you like to come back and fight in Singapore? This, this, and this. I'm like, yeah, man, no problem. And I'm like, yeah, you know, send me a contract. Let's work out a deal. This and this and this. Okay. So... We have this one contract. It's a three-fight deal. No problem, you know. I uh, I come out there, you know, everything's good. But, you know, I'm a people person, you know. When I meet somebody, my first impression, you know, it's usually right on. Like, I can tell if this guy's a fake. I can tell if he's, you know, I, I could just tell. And I could tell right away that this guy was a fake-ass, shady promoter. Okay. But, you know, in this game, you got to play the game. It's a business. You got to play it. Yeah. Right? So everything went good. You know, I fought. I won the UBO title. Uh, you know, he promised me a few things, didn't come up with it, this and this and that. I was supposed to get a percentage of ticket sales. Well, before the fight, he's telling me how much he sold here, how much he sold there, blah, 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 this, this and that. At the end of the fight, he gives me my purse and he's like, oh, we're, uh, um, we got to do the accounting on the ticket sales, this, this and this. I'm like, okay. He's like, so I'll send you your money when you're back home. I'm like, no problem. So I come home about a couple weeks after he sends me my money. But the money didn't add up to what he was telling me how many tickets he sold. (laughs) But, you know, okay, whatever. You know, it is what it is. Well, next week I get another contract from this guy. Ryan, uh, we signed another deal. We're going to be at a different place. This, this, and this. Man, mate, it's going really good, mate. They talking million this dollars, you know, I can get you this fight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Send me the contract. 
sends me the contract. I'm like, okay, there's a few things that need to be addendum to this. Um, but now he sends me a contract because in our first contract, he owed me a percentage of ticket sales uh, throughout the whole venue. He uh, was supposed to give me a cut on pay-per-view and whatever, but that never ended up happening. So what he did was he sent me this new contract and he upped my purse for my next fight mm-hmm. for the um, uh, for this last fight. He upped my purse for this fight because he couldn't give me the ticket deal that we already signed, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then he made another per he made the purse uh for the my third fight on the thing a specific number and that was uh guaranteed that number uh but discuss discuss um guaranteed minimum that number but negotiable, right? Okay. So negotiable for higher, not lower. Yeah. Minimum, right? I'm like, "Man, this is a sweet deal. Cool." I re-signed that contract, so now I got two fights. Well, I I get ready to uh, go to Montreal, get ready for training camp, to get ready for this last fight that I just defended the title against at Roar Singapore 2. Yeah. Um, you know, after a few weeks, like, there was just some things, you know, he was having problems getting me an opponent, this and this. Uh, at first, he, he signs a, a fight for me right away, fighting Reynolds Quinlan, guy who's ranked number 15 in the world. I uh, just finished losing to Chris Eubank and wants to pay me this little bit of money. I'm like, no, you know, and, and really, I'm not, uh, like, you know, I'm ready to fight anybody every single time, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's a business too, and me jumping in and fighting this guy right away, he's ranked number 15 in the world, you know? This is my 12th fight. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So um, I'm like, you know what? No, no, we need a different opponent. Well, you know, I'm not asking for an easy opponent. So he gave me Robert Barrage. So, yeah, let's take this guy. Look, guys, oh, sorry, I swore. That's all right. But, swore um, away. The guy's ranked number uh, 13, I believe, in the WBA. You know, he fought the number one challenger for Adonis Stevenson now, went 10 rounds. So we took this fight. Um, now, this is the thing with this guy. If it if it's on contract, yeah, some of the things he will provide. Okay. But if it's not on contract and it's, uh, you know, I'm a man of my word, Ryan, I'm going to, I'm going to get you this, like on contract, there's this fight, but Ryan, I'm going to get you this fight. I'm going to give you another flight. I'm going to fly your wife in. Yeah. Okay. Perfect, man. Thank you. Um, okay, Ryan, uh, you're going to be the only one staying in resorts world hotel. I'm going to get you in there for nine nights, blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay, cool. Perfect. Ryan, I'm going to get you the IBO belt for this title uh, for this fight. You're going to defend your UBO and you're going to fight for the IBO uh, international title. Okay, cool. You know, like, let's get it. Well, comes back, you know, about a week later, Ryan, oh man, sorry, mate, but I can't uh, fly your wife in. And, and like, this is like two and a half weeks before I need to get, uh, um, before we're leaving to go out there. Oh, Jesus. So, you know, so now I'm like, what the fuck? Now I got to find a flight for Nina, you know, which is probably going to be double the price. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and, and then he goes to tell me, um, you're only going to be in Resorts World now for uh, one night. Oh. I'm like, so I get his email and like, I don't even know what, like, I want to say something, but I don't want to say something because I know he could cancel the fight at any minute and I need this money. This is what I do to feed my family. So I'm just like, I just ran it back. I'm like, Scott, you know what? I'm very disappointed. Yes. This is like two weeks before, you know, the fight. <laughs> he writes me back, disappointed. He's like, don't come then. Oh, You wow. don't have to come. Oh, I got all these emails. Don't come then. You don't have to come. You need to understand. You're not a draw here. You don't sell tickets. This, this, and this. Oh. I said, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> You're the one who wanted me to come fight for you. I didn't call you and ask you for me to come. Obviously, you've seen something, and obviously, you know now from the backlash you're getting that people like me. Yeah. You know? Wow. So, uh, so all this stuff goes on. Whatever, you know. It's hard because it was so hard because my coach, Jesse's like, Ryan, just, you know, stay calm. Just, you know, let's just, just, just roll with it. You know, we need to let's get this fight over with. Let's get paid. And then, you know, do whatever, you know, then say whatever you need to say with them. Because this guy, I swear, he's up and down, up and down. I'm still getting messages from this guy on my phone asking him, why are you attacking me like this? I'm just like, 
buddy, I didn't talk to you for a day. Why are you writing me? Jesus. You know, like this guy is nuts. And I've been finding out a bunch of stuff from anonymous people sending me stuff that he's made their companies go bankrupt. Like these people are reaching out to me. I don't even know who they are. <laughs> right? So after the fight, everything's good. You know, yeah, Ryan, we're coming back. Uh, and we're supposed to fight in August. Ryan, we're f- coming back August. You know, it's going to be Ryan Ford versus, you know, no more um, Aurora Singapore, this, this, and that. And this is two days after the fight, you know, um, before I came back home. Everything's good, blah, 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 you know, talk, 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 talk. I get home. Two days after, I get, uh, I get an email. Uh, Ryan, here's a new contract I'm going to need you to sign because um, this is the new contract. And if you can't, if you can't, if you can't, uh, if we can't agree on uh, this new contract, then um, I don't have you a fight for October. I'm like, October? I said, I thought you said this August. Oh, sorry, mate. This, this, and this, blah, blah, blah. We got to move it to October. Okay. So now I get my guy who looks through all my contracts and stuff. After I was looking through it too, I send it to him. I'm looking through it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, for one, I'm like, this guy thinks he's going to give me two options. Option A, sign a two year, uh, sign a two year, Hold on, I'm pulling it up here on my email so I don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I'm telling you. This guy sounds like a giant I, piece of I, shit. You know what, bro? But you know what? People need to understand it's a fight game, man. You're going to deal with a lot of bullshit, a lot of shady managers, a lot of shady promoters. Like, don't get me wrong. There's those guys who are out there that are real. Yeah. You know, but... <laughs> You get these guys, man. I'm telling you, you don't sign contracts. You look at those kinds of contracts. You get somebody to look on those contracts three, four times, like comb, comb it. Yes. Because, uh, you know, you can get locked in a contract and you don't know, like, you don't read that small print, man, you're you're screwed. And it, it could cost you your, your fight career. So are you having somebody um, go over these contracts for you then, or are you doing it yourself? With, with uh, doing my contracts? No, no. I get the, They send me the contracts, but I have a guy that does all my contracts for me. Okay. That's what he does. Like, that's all he does. He works with um, big businesses. Like, yeah, he's starting to get into the fight contracts and stuff, but every day he works with contracts of million-dollar companies and stuff. So he's going through these contracts, and he knows what he can find, right? Yeah, that's smart, though. You got you to gotta have somebody to do it for you. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't, I don't know, you know, I half the time, half the things in some of these damn contracts, I don't know, what's that mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I may see that it's good, but, um, okay, so, yeah. Okay, so, now, this is already us redoing a contract two times. Yeah. So, now, this is a third contract he wants me to sign. So, now, he tells me, Unfortunately, we're not um, uh, able to offer you a fight but uh, it, at your purse that we gave you. Therefore, I can offer you two options. Option A, a two-year deal as your exclusive promoter and a four-year talent management deal on the minimum of my purse, which is cut in half, okay? I don't really want to say my purse. Don't do that, no, <laughs> Um, so, uh, with a minimum of my purse and accommodation and flights I have listed above, if we can do this, I can promote you for the IBO intercontinental title, a two year, uh, the two year exclusive promoter deal. Uh, yeah. So two year exclusive promoter and four year talent management deal. Wow. Okay. So that's option a, yeah. uh, option B. One-year deal, minimum two fights per year, and a fight purse of, <laughs> yeah, right, and two years image rights. Oh, so I'm like, what is this guy, like, you know, this is the, so you're telling me you want me to cut my purse in half, sign with you exclusively, and you lock me up in a four-year talent management deal? And on top of it, you take 20% of my purse that you guys, uh, um, uh, 
we ha- will look for the corporate and long-term sponsors um, and give you 60% to you, 40% to us. Like, man, this guy. And then that buyout clause Holy. that I posted up. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of the day, even if you say you're paying me 10000 a fight. Yeah. You offer me two fights at 10000 it's 20K. Two fights at 10000 or whatever, or say you, whatever, even if you give me four fights at 10000 So yeah. you're telling me that I want to leave you, I have to pay you four hundred k, And then 10% on any other fight, uh, any gross net income that I make from fights or whatever? Wow. Well, here's my problem with it is he was offering you a two-year, two-fight-a-year deal, but you fight way more than that. Like every every yeah. year, like a calendar year, you probably log four to six fights. Last year, I fought seven times, I think. Yeah, exactly. So if you're in an exclusive contract for two fights, you wouldn't even be able to afford to live. No, and then no, no, no. It's a two year deal, exclusive promoter. So his next fight would be October twenty eighth. Okay. But then he would probably then he would want if then he would try to find me fights oh. because he would be my my um my exclusive promoter. So he would farm you out to other, other promotions and yeah. probably take a yeah. percentage and or a fine. 20%, fee. but yeah, fuck that. I don't need that. No, I don't need that. I've been doing this my whole, t- my whole fight career. I got caught up in the beginning, but I learned, you know, Jesus. And now it's like, you know, and now, now this guy is just, he, he thinks, he thinks that I'm the bad guy, you know? And I'm like, no. And, and the thing is, is, you know, like I ain't threatening him. I ain't trying to hurt him. I, I'm just exposing him for the fake that he is. I'm just letting other fighters know. You know, if you're going to Singapore, beware of this promoter. You know, read your contracts and just know that he won't honor his contract. If he owes you one fight, it doesn't matter. Jesus. Does he owe you money you still? Know? No, and that's another thing I wanted to clarify as well. That uh, I actually clarified it on a post that I put up there because Ringstar made a... Uh, uh, rebuttal against my post, but then I post uh, my rebuttal back to their post, and they delete it. But no, in in no way he doesn't owe me money. Yeah, you know he owes my coach money. He owes my coach money still for wearing his uh, ring star hat during our fight and throughout the week that we were in uh, Singapore. Yeah. So you know Scott, pay your bills. Um. But you know I've I've heard this is a guy that doesn't like to pay his bills and and's been uh, you know. But I don't know, man, you know, it's just, it is what it is. You know, the thing about me is, you know, usually I don't give people the time of day and stuff, but sometimes, you know, people just need to get exposed. Right. And I don't need to do anything. I'm just going to expose you. And then, Hey, what everybody wants to say about you, that's them. You know, it ain't me. Yeah. 100%. Do you have anything more you want to say about this guy or, or we can change the subject? Cause I'm pissed off. Uh, just, yeah. yeah let's, let's change the subject. <laughs> he don't need, he don't need no more time. He's already gotten enough. I told him, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? One I more said, time. Be, I, I said, you should be lucky. I said, all this promo that you're getting. Yeah. What's his name? One more time. Just so everybody knows. Scott, the overnight promoter. Patrick O'Farrell. All right, fuck that guy. Uh, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, you're in Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, where born are you, and raised. Born and raised Edmonton, Alberta. Where are you training in Edmonton? Because I know that for your camps, you do you do ship out to Montreal. Yeah, yeah, no, I do. Um, uh, I do. I train everywhere. You know, um, I just I try to get to where the guys are, where the coaches are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I'm all around Edmonton. Uh, but you know, when it gets down in nitty gritty time, you know, um, it's, uh, it's Montreal, right. Yeah. At Grant brothers boxing. Um, you know, I just feel that the, 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 the guys that who are my weight are out there. Right. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of guys running around here that are cruiser weight or, or light heavyweight sizes. It's either heavy, heavyweights or small guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, so, are you going to stay in Alberta, in, like in Edmonton, or are you going to actually relocate? Because I feel like when you go to Montreal, like for you, that's business time, and you don't have any anything to distract you, and you might like to do that. You know what I mean by uh, that? Sorry, sorry, say that. 
So I, I feel like when you go off to Montreal, you have no distractions or anything like that. That's just business. Are you going to keep like shipping out to Montreal or are you going to actually relocate? Yeah. You know, uh, I was, I was talking with my wife actually about this, um, after my fight in Montreal, um, you know, like I, I've been thinking, like I wanted to, after, um, this fight, I wanted to move to Montreal. Right. Um, but then, you know, then my wife brought it to me. She's like, you know, cause like, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm 35 years old now, you know, I'm, I'm going to give myself about three years, you know, to go hard at this, you know, and everybody knows, you know, I'm, I either go 100 all the way in or I ain't in it at all. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just going to, uh, I'm going to give my, I'm giving myself three years to, you know, make as much money as I can and grab whatever titles that I can on the way doing it. You know, I want to fight the best guys. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just think that if I were to move to Montreal with my family, it would be, I don't think I would get that hunger that, um, the mental, uh, the mental focus, uh, it's just, it's, it's so different, you know, like I, I turn into a different person when I'm out there. It's, it's, it's weird. Cause even my wife said that every time that last few times, and even when I fought MMA, when she saw me, you know, when I'd come back from an eight week training camp that she's like, you're different, you know, like even just, you know, she shows up to Singapore and just to talk to me, she just says that my attitude's different. I'm just, <laughs> I'm different, but it's because, you know, I'm, I'm war ready, you know, it's, uh, it's like, a different, different lifestyle than most people's, right? It's like Rocky going to Russia. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like that, man, you know, um, and as much as I, it's the hardest part for me, bro, is leaving that yeah. morning, you know, to get on that flight. It's, uh, it, that that's the hardest part. You know what? Yes, the training's hard and that, but you know, leaving the family, it hits a different spot. You know, I'm I'm a tough motherfucker, man. You know, I could take I could take a beating if I if somebody wants to give it to me. I'm waiting for that day to happen. Yeah. You know, even though I don't want it to happen, but you know, in this sport, you got to know. You know, every dog has his day. Something can happen, unless you're Floyd Mayweather. But you know. It's true. I don't think I would be able to get up and leave for that long and leave my wife and kid behind. I don't. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 hard, but you know, like I said, it it, it separates me. You know, it turns me into that. It, it's hard. You know what? It's so hard. It's hard to it's hard to say. You know, like even they sometimes people ask, "How do you cut weight?" You know, how does it feel? And I'm just like, man, you know, it's it's so hard to tell people how it does unless you do it. You can never really. You'll never really feel it, you know. It's terrible. <laughs> it's you know, and that's and, and it's just like you know, when people ask, oh, you know, like how is it when you fight? And like to me, like it's it's another day for me, you know. Like uh, it, it's 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 just it's natural to me. Like I can flick that switch whenever the time, whenever that flicks that switch needs to be flicked, I can flick it. Well, that's your business suit. Yeah, you know. <laughs> like there's Ryan Ford, the family guy and this and that. And then there's Ryan, the real deal Ford, you know? Yeah. So, and then, you know, and then there's Ryan, the real deal dad, you know, it's nothing but the real deal around here. Wow. You got to keep it real all the time. Uh, you, you all take your, you take your son around with you a lot to the boxing gyms and he, got, he looks real good on the pads. What is he? Six. Yeah. Yeah. He's six years old. Um, the kids, uh, phenom whatever he wants to do it's it's crazy because um a lot of people don't know like i never grew up having my dad around me so i never had that bond right where me and my son like i i love it you know it's like when you watch uh danny garcia uh or guerrero they walk to the ring and they got their dads with them you know it's yeah. like man i'm hoping like shit you know because he's walked me out to the fights i'm like man i hope one day i get to be that guy you know yeah uh, does he ever? Does he ever talk about like after uh, he was in there in your corner for the Rob Nichols fight? So does he ever yeah. talk to you about what happens in the fights, like after the fact, with you? Uh, like what do you like? What do you mean? Because I've heard him call the shots on on video before. Left hook. I heard that. 
and you hit, yeah. hit you hit him with the left hook. So he's a very cognizant young man. Like obviously he can see things. So does he ever talk to you about what goes on in the fights? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. After the fights, he's he's always oh, dad. He you know like it's either man, dad. He threw that punch and you rolled under it and you hit him. And he's like, oh, you know, like, he, it's crazy because, like, he's six years old. But, like I said, I've been bringing him to the boxing gym since he was 18 months old. Oh, wow. You know? <laughs> and, like, he's been around, you know, he comes to the gym. And, you know, it's a lot of, old, like, the, you know, it's the older older generation, you know, the newer generation that's at the gym. So, you know, swear words and stuff are yeah. popping off here and there. And, you know, RJ's there and people swear and, <laughs> oh, sorry, RJ's there. I'm like, hey, it's okay. You know, he knows, you know, this is the gym. The big boys are here. Yeah. And, you know, it's just the grind time. And, you know, but he's such a polite guy. And you know what? The thing is, man, he's so quiet. <laughs> really? You know, he's so quiet and so shy. But I'm telling you, he's got a left hook that I'm I, I'm going to be sorry for any kid who tries to take his lunch money. Hey, he seems like he's just a happy little guy running around playing soccer. All the videos you put you put up, he always has a huge smile on his face. Oh yeah, yeah, Ben. That's that's how he is. You know, my daughter the same thing. She's 100 miles an hour, 24 seven, all day long. But don't get me wrong, you know, these two do go at it. <laughs> that happens. <laughs> oh, boy, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. My daughter, she's tough, too, right? And she likes to kick all the time. Oh, she's a kicker. So, Yeah, she's a kicker, right? And, and, oh, yeah, these two go at it sometimes. I got to tell my daughter, no kicking. <laughs> well, she was around the MMA gym. She, I remember her from uh, Zuma. Used to bring Zuma, her yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but she's like, Dad, is there something where you can only kick? She's like, I don't want to punch. She's like, I just want to kick. Huh. I'm like, no, no, there's nothing that you just kick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I seen on Facebook that you just started a new, is this a new clothing line that you have, Real Deal Athletics? Yeah, yeah, you know what? I just wanted to, I wanted to bring the brand more to, to towards, you know, my lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. Um. The Real Deal Athletics is, uh, it's just started, like, you know, we just started just selling my last uh, walkout shirt, and we're just getting some prototypes of some stuff, but um, I started off with the Real Deal Boxing, and then I thought, hey, you know what, I want to branch this out and make it bigger than just, you know, just the boxing. I want to be able to, you know, every sport. I've played every sport, so yeah. Real Deal Athletics makes sense, and um yeah, so me and my my uh, bro out in Montreal, Gates, were like, hey, let's let's get this going, you know. And he's been the guy who's uh, does all this stuff on the internet, like the the setting up the website. I have nothing like I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about shipping all the stuff out, and that's what kind of I was slacking on before when I had the G'd up and stuff. There were so many people that wanted it worldwide. I just Huh. They didn't know how to do all the shipping and buy and set this up, but my bro out in Montreal, he's done it all before and stuff. So, um, yeah, we're going to work on this, and I'm going to try to make this thing big. So the, the G'd up stuff, that's n- no more. There's none of it. Yeah, you know what? It's it's it's, it's done. It's the past. It's, uh, you know, but I'm always G'd up, you know, built from the ground up. Yeah. Um, you know, Headrush stole my logo, so now all their Headrush coals have my logo on it. Um and you know what? Yeah, you know it's it's uh, now it's just time to get into more corporate brands. You know, real deal athletics. You know, I want to see like you know people running marathons wearing real deal athletics, or you know, just more more bigger and broader than just a select few, right? I like it. I li- I like it better than the G'd up because I don't know why. I just like it. <laughs> no, and he, and he, you know what? And more, it's more people can wear it. That's, you know, that's true. Yeah, it's. That's the thing, right? Uh, you know, like I said, it, that the G'd up was, man, I started that in 2005. It was a you long, know? long time ago. I started that when I started fighting MMA when, you know, the skulls, the bandanas, all that stuff was in, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't, and I did pretty good off it, you know, I made it a name, you know, and, and people knew about it. And um, But, you know, like I said, you know, you always look to something bigger, better, and brighter, and realdealathletics.ca go check it out that's where it's at or on facebook you got a shop on there yeah or on facebook we got a shop on facebook as well and got an instagram page um up as well so um yeah no we're just going to be uh getting on um 
Uh, we got some hats that are just, uh, we're getting some prototypes of hats done. We're going to get some hoodies, some track suits, yeah. and then uh, get into, you know, all the training gear, like um, the Under Armour stuff. Oh, that'll, that'll be sick. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's talk. I want to talk about your dad a little bit because uh, I made a post maybe a month ago. I went to the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame and I ran into your dad's picture in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which was pretty cool. <laughs> Because I didn't know that he had had that many fights. Like he had a lot of fights. Yeah, well, uh, I don't. I don't remember what it said in there, but my dad tells me that his fight record is a hundred and nine wins and eighteen losses. They had sixteen losses. Yeah, or sixteen losses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it was in there. But uh, I talked to Michael Short about your dad a little bit, and he gave me he gave me some uh, some information on him that your dad was always willing to take fights on like one or two or three days notice. He was just always ready to go and he could run in there and just do 12 rounds standing on his head and it didn't bother him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mike short knows him in his boxing days better than I do. (laughs) I was, I wasn't even, I wasn't, I think the last fight I was uh, born uh, is in 1982. I think I was just born and he fought actually uh, Michael Logity. Yeah. That's, yeah, and um, that that was his last fight before he retired. Well, that story from Michael Short it, it, it confirmed that you come from fighting stock because your dad was willing to go whenever he wanted. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does your That's dad like me, man? I'm ready to go. I'm just waiting. I'm I'm waiting to hear on something here. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I have some some news soon. Well, hopefully, we can see you back in the ring again here pretty quick. It's uh, I don't I don't miss a Ryan Ford fight, and I don't miss a weigh in. Yeah, <laughs> the weigh-ins are hey, man, always entertaining. I show up, I show up, and show out, right? I I hate to say it, but I like it when your guys miss weight. Oh yeah, me too. Because you get pissed. Get up. <laughs> I get fired up. Yeah, you get. Mad. I get fired up when they don't do anything that's professional. You know. Yeah, you get you get very angry when people don't make weight. It always makes. Uh, Either which way, the weigh-ins are always a spectacle to come. There's always some kind of trash talk going on or something. Yeah, you know, uh, and that, that's me. You know me, I'm not a big trash talker, but I can no. talk, right? I wait for somebody. If somebody wants to say something, well, then I'm going to give it to you, you know? I don't think I've ever, like even in MMA, I don't think you've ever popped off just for no reason. No, no, man. I'm not, I, I, I like to just do... Um, just do I, you. Just, I just do what I do, you know. I just, just show up, come to fight, man. I talk with my fists. But if you want to talk, I'm going to talk too. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's there's a big thing. You know, it's, they're selling the fight and then they're taking it over overboard, you know. 100%, yeah. But, uh, you know, like, and at the end of the day, closed mouths don't get fed, you know. Look at <laughs> Conor McGregor. Exactly. That guy makes a lot of money. He's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> All right. We talked a little bit earlier today about this Floyd Mayweather fight. I'm on the same page as you with this thing. So do you want to explain where your thoughts are about this fight? Sorry, say that again? Do you want to explain what your thoughts are on this Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight? Because you and I, were on the same kind of wavelength of this. It's all about the Benjamins, baby. <laughs> he did, he said it. <laughs> you know, hey. You know, I've said it before, and and I'll say it again. Uh, You know, and and now we're talking about the best pound-for-pound boxer, you know. Like, before I just said, you know, taking an MMA fighter and sticking him in the boxing ring with, you know, a good pro boxer is not going to be good for the MMA fighter. Just like the same way I said is you take a good pro boxer and you put him into the cage with a good MMA fighter and, and it's not going to do, you know, it's not going to do well for the boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hey, you know, I, I understand this, this game now and this sport and it's a business, right? And if it makes dollars, it makes sense. And, uh, you know, these guys got this fight hyped up and it, it's going to be a Mayweather schooling. You know, at the end of the day, um, everybody's talking about, uh, you know, um, Mayweather or uh, Conor McGregor having this deadly left hook 
and and hit hard um, and this and that, but you know they don't understand that Boyd has been in there with some heavy hitters and some real top boxers. You know, yeah. just name a few: Maidana, Andre Berto, Shane Mosley, Cotto, Pacquiao. You know, like Canelo. You know, these guys, those guys would destroy me with uh, McGregor. Yes. I, I, I believe the top 100 boxer will destroy me with uh, McGregor. Oh, um, so, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, if you can ask, if you can ask me if you want to put my money on, you know, for sure, it's Mayweather all day. <laughs> I ain't going to win anything, but. Uh, if you're going to make a bet, might as well be safe. Well. <laughs> I ain't going to bet on nothing lucky because as, as Irish as he is, there ain't going to be no luck that night. No. So a, a few years ago. And Mayweather ain't a guy. Mayweather ain't a guy who's going to uh, uh, take a dive and fix a fight, you know? No. And people who, and if people are thinking that it's going to be fixed, that McGregor's going to lose, they're nuts. They're out of their mind. It ain't going to be fixed. He's going to get a schooling. I don't, I, Floyd, I don't know what, he doesn't have anything left to prove in boxing, I don't think. This is just one of those things where it's a spectacle fight. It's money, bro. It's going to make it's a ton money. of money. It's money, and it's going to be one of the biggest fights that anybody's talking about. For a, probably a very you know? long time. Exactly, and and in this game, man, this is the fight game, you know. Yeah, we're here to fight, everybody thinks it's a sport, but we're here to get paid, man. I do this for a living. Don't get me wrong. I love to fight, but I am a prize fighter. I fight for money. Well, you know? Like, how long have you been fighting as strictly just your full-time job now? Since 2005, bro. 2005. When did I start? No, no, no. 2007, I started. July 2007, I started working for a little bit. By my second pro, uh, by my second MMA fight, I had I had sponsors who helped me out, and yeah, man, I haven't uh, I haven't um, uh, this is my full time job. Thank God for my sponsors. You know, the odd time I do personal training. You know, I do personal training here. Like, uh, you know, usually have like two clients a day every day. Yeah. You know. Um, but you know, my sponsors, um, I go out and I do, uh, um, uh, keynote speaking, guest speaking. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and I'm telling you, it ain't, it, this, it's, everybody wants to be a fighter and everybody sees all these guys with Bentleys and all this stuff. Well, man, <laughs> those are the top guys, you know, it, it, it takes a long time. You know, I was making really good money my last MMA fight. I switched to boxing, and it's like you switch it to a new job, you know, back to the bottom. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about the switch over to boxing. Your last fight was against Jake Shields, and you took that fight with a broken arm. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, like I said, bro, I have three people to eat. And they eat before I do. So, you know, it, it sucked, man, because that was the biggest fight. I know I know for a fact I would have whooped his ass if I would have had my right arm. Um, training camp was so good. Ten days before my last sparring session, I busted it. Fuck. I go to the doctor. He tells me it's busted. Then I go talk with Faraz. And I'm like, man, what do I do? Because, like, man, I can't. I sold that place out, you know, I'm, I'm making a big chunk of money yeah. and it's like, I don't fight. I don't get paid. I just spent seven weeks in Montreal training, probably cost me four or $5,000, $4,000 for training camp, Jesus. you know? And it was like, I busted my arm. So I ain't going to be fighting for another six months. Mm -hmm. So it's, what do you do? You know? Nobody's going to pay me if I don't fight, you know? I don't have people paying my bills for me. Yeah. So I soldiered up, and I went in there, and don't for one second think that I went in there knowing I was going to lose. 
Because <laughs> well, I, I went in there to win. You dropped him in the first round with a jab. Yeah, you know, like my, my mindset was I'm coming to win this fight and I'm going to win this fight. I fucking stuck three tape, takedowns of him. You know, I hit him with my busted arm. Yeah. It, you know, like it, it was just, it was something that I had to do. Everybody can say, oh, that's stupid. Oh, that's stupid, stupid. Are you going to feed my family? You going to put a roof over my head? You going to pay my electricity bill? You going to put the gas in my car? <laughs> yeah, I didn't think so. Exactly. I didn't think that you were going to cover my bills. So just keep your mouth shut. <laughs> we do what we do, and you do what you do. Yeah. So do you still you know, have the real deal Escalade? No, I got I got rid of that. Started to get too many kilometers. Had to get that off. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was awesome. Yeah, yeah, that it was good. You know, like yeah, when I first started MMA, man, those sponsors kicked up real good. Well, you used to drive that thing all the way from Edmonton out to Victoria to train train at Zuma with us. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the pleasure like of training with you for for a little while for a couple of years. I was I was fun. it was a ton of fun. Oh yeah, yeah, it was good, man. It was good. And then, uh, where did you go after Zuma? Was it over to Feras and uh, TriStar? Yeah, it was to TriStar from there. And then through the the TriStar guys, did you? Is that how you met the Grant brothers? Yeah, yeah, oh. I went over there for pro boxing one time. Um, and then just a, a few of my friends that I know, they're, they're over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, they, uh, you know, I sent them a message. They invited me to come there and yeah, man, it's like, uh, it's good. Well, it looks like they have a fantastic facility out there in, uh, in Montreal. And speaking about Quebec, one of your former opponents, David Whittem had a tragic thing happen to him against his, uh, again, against Gary Copas. Yeah, yeah, right. man. See, that's it's sad. I hope uh, him. Yeah, I hope he's doing well. I hope his family's well. Wish nothing but the best. And you know, that's the thing about this sport too. You know, people don't understand, man. It could, uh, every fight, we're we're risking our life. You know, we can step in there, and you know, we might not go home to our families that night. Um, Dangerous. But you know, this, this is yeah. You know, this is the. This is the sport we chose, you know. This is the life that we chose, and um, you know it, it's a dangerous game. Yeah, we train hard to to try to keep ourselves away from getting injuries and stuff. But you know, with uh, with this, you know, there's always that risk involved. You know, not even only in a fight and training as well. So, um, yeah, no, I wish nothing but the best for David and his family, and hope uh, everything is good. The last update I had on him is he he was awake but not very coherent. So uh, yeah. hopefully he can get better. Um, I know you got to go put your kids to bed, so I just got a couple more questions for you. Um, yeah. So you you're giving yourself a, a kind of like a three year window for to, to to wrap up the sport at the you're 35 years old. So what's your plan for after? Are you going to continue to be involved in boxing? as a, as a trainer or a coach? Oh, a hundred percent. You know, this is, this is my life, man. Uh, you know, even when I'm not getting ready for a fight, I'm in the gym, you know, I'm trying to help people. Uh, that's, that's what I want to do. You know, I want to soak up so much I can, um, in the, in the combat sports, you know, I did 11 years in mixed martial arts. Um, now just pulling up on 12, uh, I think maybe just over a year and a half, maybe close coming to two years in boxing. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to be able to share my knowledge with the future, you know, about the coming generation, like my son. I want to try to build him in to become a champion. Um, I want to try to build other kids um, and help other fighters that, you know, want to become the best. Uh, I want to let them know, you know, what it's going to take to get there, the work you need to put in to get there, and hopefully I could help them, you know, achieve it. Well, I'll let you get out of here, but first, uh, tell everybody where they can find you and shout out your sponsors, your clothing line, and anything you want to. The floor is yours. All right. I just want to thank, uh, you know, all my supporters for always supporting the real deal. I want to thank all my haters as well because, um, you know, haters are my motivators, and I know you're watching, so you're still a fan. 
Uh, I want to thank everybody from Edmonton. I want to thank all my Singaporean fans that are out there supporting me and um, through this little altercation with this fake promoter out there. Um, I want to thank the podcast for having me on their show. Finally, we got the real deal on here. I uh, hope it wasn't too long of jibber-jabbing. And, you know, I want to thank my uh, my one sponsor who's been with me the whole time, Royal Empire Jewelry, all the boys out there, Royal Empire. And uh, who else have we got? Uh, Beer Buds. We got Beer Buds, my boy Dustin. He's awesome. Uh, with Beer Buds and, and Da Vinci yep. Talent Agency. Uh, make sure you guys go like their pages on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and, you know, Real Deal Athletics, go like the page. We've got a Facebook page. We've got an Instagram page. i got my own Instagram page, Ryan Ford Boxing. I'm on Ryan Ford Boxing on Twitter. I'm on Ryan Ford on Facebook, but i got too many friends, so I probably won't be able to add you. So go check out my Real Deal fan page, Ryan Real Deal Ford. And... You guys will be updated every day. I'm on my social media all day, every day. Kind of bad, but I like keeping <laughs> people updated of what I'm doing. So that's about it. So I gotta, Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. When we first started the podcast, yours was the first name I wrote down that I wanted on. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So we've had this scheduled twice already. Something happened the first time I can't remember. Then I had to cancel the second one. But I really appreciate you coming on. You're one of my favorite guys in combat sports. And uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan, and it's a real pleasure to be your friend, too. So thank you. Nothing but the real deal. Yeah, RJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah, man. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time. And hey, man, you know what? Anytime, have me on. Nothing but the real deal. Um. Maybe, uh, you know, you got Braidwood on Thursdays. Maybe it's Real Deal Wednesdays. Ooh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I would 100% yeah, do brother. that. All right, bro. Go. I will see you tomorrow night. I'll let you go to put your kids to get bed because it's four minutes after, five minutes after eight now. Bedtime. All right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, All right, man. bro. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast again today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, today's podcast was brought to you by Audible.com. So if you guys head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash spice, you get uh, yourself a free ebook credit as well as a 30-day free trial of audible.com. Uh, download anything. They got all sorts of books, fiction, fact, everything, 180,000 different selections of book titles they're releasing new titles every month so check them out and have a book from us shoot us a call and let us know what book you downloaded we're also brought to you by dragon mist so if you guys go to www.wickeddragonmist.com and enter the promo code miss spice you'll have a 30 percent discount or you can visit them in their three retail locations bower mall in red deer alberta the west edmonton mall and the kingsway mall in edmonton alberta and we're brought to you by Wicked Alternative Body Fashion. So if you guys go to www.wickedbodyjewelry.ca, use the promo code Wicked Spice, you'll save 30% on your purchase there. Or you can visit them in their three retail locations in the Bower Mall, the West Edmonton Mall, and the Kingsway Mall in Edmonton, Alberta. We're also brought to you by Balanced Nutrition, food prep made easy. So head on over to Balanced Nutrition on Facebook. And uh, enter the promo code SPICE10. Receive 10% off uh, 10 meals or more. And uh, check them out. Have some easy made cooking. That's balanced nutrition, meal prep made easy.